And we are back. So picking up on where we left off, John, you say that men are motivated and empowered when they feel needed. Women are motivated and empowered when they feel cherished. And I, I have to say that is true for Robbie and me when I am feeling uh, maybe a, if I'm in a stressful situation, I, um, I'm upset over something, I'm, you know, something is going on. Um, and Robbie, God bless him, is solutions oriented. And sometimes I don't want solutions. I want to be held. And I will say to him, can you just stop with the, I don't want to be lectured. I don't want to be, you know, thank you for your, you're such a, you're, you're smart guy. Um, I know you want to feel like, you know, needed and, and constructive here, but just hold me. Just shh. Don't say anything. But just say it's good. Just don't tell speak. me it's going to be okay. Don't speak. Yes. Don't just speak. tell me it's good. If you were going to say anything, just tell me it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. All right. Go ahead, John. Okay. Let, so let, let me have it. <laughs> you know, there's some tough women out there that really do not relate to what you just said, but they're, they're just not in touch with what's called what I call feminine energy. Feminine energy sometimes just needs to feel connection. And the last thing it needs is math, this masculine energy that wants to fix it or change you at that time. The irony is that what you're really looking for is a different kind of masculine energy. See, masculine energy solves problems. And the problem you have at that time is you're not feeling connected. So if a man has understanding of women, he can pull forth his super cape of Superman problem solver and recognize, oh, words are not what she needs right now action is what she needs right now and the action she needs is silence mm -hmm. and holding mm -hmm. affection mm -hmm. being present and penetrating this is very important masculine energy penetrates penetrate in in his thinking to try to understand what is going on inside of her and what is it she needs and the books that i write give men help to go in that direction the, the truth is one of the reasons women need to talk, and this is, again, one of my counterculture ideas, is that although we have this gender fluidity, women need to talk much, much more than men, and men should stop talking so much. And, you know, I get so much blowback on this. It's like these, you know, uh, feminine men who go, I want to talk too, and why don't I get to talk? And yes, you get to talk, but first she gets to talk. She needs to talk more. Her need to be, to share herself. Here's an irony. Masculine energy is silent. If you just look at pure masculine and feminine energy is expressive. So when a woman talks, what's actually happening is a man is penetrating in if you're listening. That's why women so much say, I want a man to listen. I want a man to listen. And men go, I am listening. And then they jump in there with their solutions. But basically, I'm, I'm listening to a different language. Uh, I think you're asking for my help. And you're not asking for my help in that way. What you're asking for me is for me to penetrate with empathy, with mm -hmm. understanding, mm -hmm. with a, with a, and, and then action to follow it. And the action to follow it is simply affection, holding, touching, yes. which is on a biological level, actually helps to bring balance back into her body, which supports her consciousness as a woman. So there's not, not that women need that all the time, 
It's just that at times when they're feeling stressed, again, that out of balance state, what that means when a woman is out of balance for most modern women today, it means they've gone too far into their problem solving male side and they need to come back to the wisdom of their feminine side. And what brings them back is to feel connection. Connection actually increases the feminine hormone estrogen. Estrogen then goes up and women need at least 10 times more than men to cope with stress. If a man is silent then, and he provides what she needs, he feels successful because he's giving her what she actually needs. That gives a boost to his testosterone and men need at least 10 times more testosterone than a woman. <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to become patient, impatient, irritable, distracted, grumpy, pouty, and eventually lose his motivation. So, you know, these are like, these are biological realities. I've written a whole book on our hormonal differences and so forth, which I, right now, I'm just primarily focusing on the behavioral shift. And I want to give credit to my wife for teaching me this. It was our first big argument. And we, Bonnie had given birth to our, our baby and she'd been torn. And so she was in bed. I'm going to do this real fast, but she was in bed for a week and taking pain pills. And I was taking care of the kids and, you know, the baby and all that. And we're both exhausted. We're not sleeping, as all parents know. Then she wanted me to go back to the office because I needed to work to make money. And so, so I went back to the office and she, was, she ran out of pain pills. So she was, you know, in pain all day. And I came home and I said, how are you, honey? And she said, I'm in pain. I, didn't, I ran out of pain pills. And she, I said, you should have called me. You should have called me. And she didn't want to bother me. And we got in this argument, okay, there's more details to it. But then it just arguing back and forth and I did my normal thing. I just walked out of the room. I started to walk out. As I got to the door, she said, John Gray, stop. Uh, I listened to that, it was a short sentence. And then she said, you know, whenever I'm sweet, loving Bonnie, you're there for me. And if I'm not, you walk out the door. Don't, you're a, she said, you're a fair weathered friend. I never heard that expression. So that caught my attention. And then she said the magic words, just don't speak. Come over here, sit next to me and put your arms around me. That's what I need. Don't speak. And I did it and she cried. And I noticed all my irritability and my anger all went away because I was now providing what she truly needed. And she melted into me, which is that pure feminine energy of yielding. Mm -hmm. Which Not that women are only that, but that you, if you go too far on one side, You've got to go to the other side a little too far to find yeah. your balance. John, thank you. Yeah, this thanks. Was, uh, Did you listen to him, Bobby? Listen to him. I'm writing a check out to him right now. Okay. He's making it out. <laughs> yeah, to sometimes, him. I mean, I, I, and this is something I love about my husband is that he's so constructive. Um, and he's of the, th the thinking that if you're not part mm -hmm. of the solution, you're part of the problem. And sometimes in his effort to want to help, uh, he doesn't, he's, he's in need, he brain needs works to, that way immediately. His, I go to a solution. I try need, to find a solution. Right. His needs to fix are more important than my need to be heard. So that gets us into stuff. And, and this creates a context that he's actually fixing by not talking. See, yes. that's the thing. I'm still Mr. I'm Mr. 
I have such fast reaction time. I want to solve everything. I want to fix things. Successful men have fast reaction time. They're going to do it. They're going to accomplish it. They're going to achieve it. So I just had to learn that the way to solve the problem was by listening and not talking, by penetrating and understanding and trying to figure out where she's coming from at that time. And to figure it out means I have to look at it from another perspective completely. And that's what men are from Mars, women are from Venus did. It gave me the awareness that if I'm not, if we're not connecting, it's because I am not getting where she's coming from. And if women get connection, they find relaxation. And then they're able to give us men the love we need, which is to appreciate the safety that we're providing for her to be herself. You see, we men throughout history have been providers and protectors. We're not the angry ones. We're the providers and protectors of women. And now when women don't need us, what happens is we're kind of like lost to a great extent. And But women do have a new need. It just hasn't become clearly stated yet, both to women or men, although we're feeling it, working our way through it, is that women have a new need to feel safe emotionally. Mm -hmm. In the past, women mm -hmm. didn't have this need to feel safe emotionally because they didn't have all this stuff because they were busy worrying about how many get it fed. But as soon yes. as women become more mature, more independent, their emotional needs emerge. And that will, now we're learning how to provide that kind of support. And women have to learn how to ask for that support and feel okay about doing it. It's like feeling okay to say to your husband, don't speak, don't speak. I just need you to listen. And listening means just hold me. Okay, so I, I, uh, we both have so much to oh say, God, they're, but they're, I, I just want to... I have to thank you again, okay. John, because uh, you have given me perspective that I did not have. And my wife has asked me to do those things, but my natural inclination was to fix it or help use and, that words. Was, use and use solutions. words. And that, that obviously was the wrong thing to do. And honey, I will work at that. Yeah, especially. And in, I will. I want thank you to you. know. Thank so you. Understand that I'm not gonna. Thank you. No, no. I know you're. You know. You're. I know you're listening. At least you are right now. <laughs> By the way, I wish. This, sometimes I wish this show had a, a video component because it you does. should see. Well, Today. Yeah, yeah, listeners, you should see Robbie and me sometimes when we're doing this show. We're pointing at each we're, other. Oh, yeah, we're, we're pointing at each point. other. Yeah, you. That's you. He's that's you. you. That's you. No, no that's this you. Is us. This is us. This is me. I get it. So I guess my first question is, you know, as I said, the natural inclination is to want to talk. Now my natural inclination has to be taught to not talk and it's, to kind well, of hold back and just be there for you, which is actually what it is you need. Well, especially in light of what I've told you about myself, my, my past, my childhood, my yes. family of origin, my upbringing, you know, all of that stuff. It counts for something. It, it tells let, let you. Me, let me add something here. Regardless of your past, you're a woman. That is the greatest need that women have today. I'm telling you, yes. forget about the past for Good. a moment. You're a biological woman and women need that, particularly today in our modern world because you're more independent, you're more yes. self-sufficient. That if independence is your masculine side, and that's beautiful. We're, we are gender fluid in one sense. We, we've become so gender fluid that women can easily wear pants, so to speak, but they've got to be able, they need help. They yes. need their husband's help to come back to being feminine. Women didn't yes. need that in the past. They didn't wear pants in the past. Uh, they had other women to be with all day. Yeah, well, this is me because I kind of feel that I'm from Mars. I'm a little Martian. And sometimes because I'm more Martian, I don't always need a man. And I didn't for a very long time. And sometimes this becomes a conflict for us. 
because I am an independent, strong, independent woman who comes to this marriage with a, a strong, opinionated man who wants to be the man. I'll never forget, I was at acupuncture. This is, I always use this example. My very old Chinese, barely speaks English acupuncturist said to me, let the, it, I don't want to do the accent, let the man be the man. Just let the man be the man. Because I'm not, I don't, I'm not used to having a man. So this is, this is the inherent conflict sometimes that Robbie and I have. Because he needs to be needed. Men need to be needed. And I get that. But I'm not your average woman from Venus. I'm telling you, this is so common for so many women today. As soon as women are making money on their own, they go to their male side. And suddenly a new need emerges. This is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, we learned this in the 40s. Once you're survival, once you're able to take care of yourself for survival and security, then suddenly your emotional needs emerge. And there's two emo primary emotional needs. One is the need for achievement. Okay, that's your male side. And the other one is the need for intimacy. That's your female side. So these things burst up. Men need more, suddenly men who haven't had intimacy, they suddenly want more intimacy. And women who haven't had achievement in the outer world, they want more achievement. So women go way over their male side, men go way over their female side, and we go out of balance. And part of, part of the, the need for intimacy for men is what goes along with that is the need for love. So the love, if men are not getting love from women, what they do is they do things they love to do, like sit in front of a video game, or they sit and watch porn, or they sit and watch sports all day. They do what they love to do. You know, this is now the thing we men want is we want love. And just to give you a distinction of how modern men are different from historical men, the historical men did not even care if women climaxed in sex. If you go in so many of the traditions of the world, women don't even know they can enjoy nine levels of climax, okay? This is like part of my advanced teaching, but there's so many levels of happiness women can get to in sex that they don't even know about their bodies. I'm not saying there's some exceptions out there, but so many women don't know about their bodies. They don't know how to fully enjoy sex because sex was something you gave to a man. It was like an obligation. And men had no idea what to do for a woman in the bedroom, so she didn't get what she needed to experience what she can experience. But today, just to see the difference, so men didn't care about a woman's climax. Today, a man doesn't feel satisfied if he doesn't feel like I brought you to the highest level you can get to. And again, even with that, you have to let go of that goal because sometimes a woman's just not in the mood, you gotta just enjoy the intimacy. But clearly a man needs the experience taking a woman to heights of pleasure that she cannot achieve on her own. And that makes him feel like Superman. Wow. And so that's the difference. A man cares about mm -hmm. a woman's happiness. Her happiness makes him happier. And that wasn't the case in the past. We have grown so much as men, just as women have grown so much. Ag agreed. I mean, I matured when I was in my thirties, I think thankful to uh, an older woman that I was with who said, uh, uh, no, uh, you know, I come first. And that was like literally what she did. <laughs> I love it. And, and, uh, and, and then I realized, oh my God, I get pleasure from pleasing. And that's what was very important for me to kind of go through. Uh, that said- That happened to me as well, uh, where a woman said, I come first. <laughs> yeah, how about that? See, uh, we have to go to our second break. 
So uh, we're going to do that right now, and we'll be back with more from John Gray. And we are back. Question. <laughs> when we talk about communication, there, uh, it's so charged, right? So women who have fear often can't communicate openly and honestly. And then men also, there's sort of stigma attached to being open and honest because it's going to make them feel vulnerable. So what if you have that that dynamic going on where a woman is afraid to open up and a man is afraid to appear vulnerable? How do you how do you d- deal with that? Again, remember that all my ideas are really kind of counterculture or to a certain extent. If if uh, ultimately the woman who can't open up she doesn't need a man to become vulnerable to open up. That's why women often ask men, what are they feeling and why you're interested in men becoming vulnerable and so forth. The key is, is women need to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is a feminine energy. Women today need more feminine energy. They don't need the man to be more feminine. So, but you imagine the sort of an instinct that if he's vulnerable, it will be safe for you to be vulnerable. Actually, if he just stops talking and doesn't get angry or irritable or give give solutions, you will start to feel safe. So the woman's job is to feel safe. The man has to provide it. So there's a training that goes with that. Women have to have courage, courage to open up and share. That's your job as women. This is not all on men, is to learn. And there's an art to doing it. But part of the art, and I'll give the most important thing, is if a man gives solutions, we've already talked about that, to, kindly say, look, this is not what I need right now. This is what I need. And then give him big rewards for it because you're kind of training him in a new way of listening. The second thing is if a man becomes argumentative, couples argue all the time. If he becomes argumentative and and you sense any part of you which is not feeling safe, which means he's starting to become irritated, annoyed, angry, that will shut a woman down the rest of the marriage. Anger is something that men were taught, you know, just Basically, actually, men did not feel it so much with their wives because their wives were taught never to complain. But today, women expressing what they want, what they like, they don't, they don't submit to their husbands as in the past. Now you want to be equal, which you should be, is going to be differences where you have to find compromise. And so in expressing your feelings, you, women are so intuitive, they can sense this is going to make him irritable and grumpy mm-hmm. or angry. Mm-hmm. And so they hold back. So you have to master this thing about anger. And my wife did this with me as well. She said to me, John, you're being mean. That's usually when I was feeling angry. Her phrase for it was, you're being mean. I go, no, no, I'm not mean. I'm just talking about this. She says, I'm not listening to you. And she'd walk out of the room. 10 minutes later, she'd come back smiling. I was trained that when I'm angry, it's not acceptable for me to talk to her. Then what I learned is that when I'm angry, actually, that means my estrogen levels are too high, my testosterone, the male hormone is too low. I need to stop talking. If you talk while, you, while you're upset and you're a man or a woman, your estrogen goes up. That's good for women, not good for men. So what men have to learn, this is where differences are so, so important. If a man's angry, he actually becomes weaker and weaker by talking at that time or making decisions or taking action. Right. What he needs to do is temporarily disengage, take time out. That's called time out, where he now goes off to rebuild his testosterone. The way he does that is to temporarily forget what happened. We're very good at that. We can say, that's what we say to you all the time. Just forget it. Forget it. We need to forget it, not talk about it, do something that makes us feel good, 
that we're good at. That, that could mm-hmm. be go back to work. That could be drive your car. That mm-hmm. could, for me, it's meditation. It's a variety of things to quiet the mind from for remembering what happened. Then when you feel good, then you come back and you make a special point of giving more love to your partner to reassure mm-hmm. them that there's no resentment, there's no anger, there's nothing, because men can knock it out. Because very quickly, women have a harder time. They need to talk it out. Men don't. Right. Now, so that's a basic thing is that if there's anger, women have the right to put their hand up. The man has the right to walk away. Or if he's starting to notice he's getting angry, he puts his hand up and walks away and she doesn't follow him and she doesn't judge him and she doesn't ask him questions. But when he comes back, she thanks him for managing his anger. And that's what my wife did. And she taught me many men, when they walk away, they feel ashamed. They feel guilty. Like, you know, their wives are unhappy because he walked away and many wives will follow and keep asking (laughs) questions. Why are you, why are you walking away? What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. What's going on? And he needs to feel okay about that. And I remember one time my wife said to me, when I came back, she said, thank you so much for taking that time out because that argument was just escalating. I love you so much. I was trained through her love to learn these things that I'm doing. I'm telling you, I'm getting uh, a little like paranoid. I think he's got, he's surveilling our, this is us. This is he knows sort all. of how we, yeah. right? It's, it's kind of fantastic. Not I think you're intuitive. You're intuiting what's going on with us too, John. I so, say this in all my books. This is men and women. Everybody right, says to right. me, you've been following us around right. whatever. And you know who doesn't are people who are single, who haven't experienced actually being in love and deeply connected to someone yes. in a partnership. Because yes. that's where these things show up. True. If you're on your own, you're kind of like gender fluid, you know, you're right, all over the right. place. That was me. That's well, you also don't me. have anybody calling you out on your shit. Yeah. And that's also- That's right. You don't get to see how yeah. out of which balance is, which you Which is also love. That is, you know, I need that. Love. I need your we, feed. We, your feedback is that is love to me. It's because it, you care. You're interested. You're you're it's watching. It's not easy to accept sometimes. But no, but, for either of us, no. But and that's really I like what you just said. It's not so easy to accept at times. Relationships can be challenges. Think about our jobs. We do a lot of stuff in our in our work, which we don't like to do, but we do it because we're looking for the outcome. And there's no more out noble outcome than creating love for someone that you cherish. So, you know, this is like relationships are not always easy, but if you know the skills, they're so much easier to where it becomes like a ballet dancer who's graceful on stage and it's easy because they've trained so well. Okay, Trevor, okay, I'm chomping bursting. At the bit. I'm chomping, I'm question. bursting. I have an observation and then a question. Okay. Okay. My observation is that I think that women often do not take enough responsibility. They put oh. a lot of blame and finger pointing on men. And I think and I always wondered, why are women always so annoyed with men? They always seem to be annoyed. And I don't quite understand that because, you know, there's, they own a part in it. And they have to own their, they have to take responsibility. So that's my observation. My question is, we had a guest on last year, Brian Howie, uh, who was a dating expert. He said that men want to be trained. And I kind of, I like that and I agree. I want to know how you feel about that. Can you, without it becoming fixing or changing? Well, first of all, you, I heard another question there and a statement, which is that women not taking responsibility. I would agree with your observation. And the reason for that is that women truly do try harder in, the, in their world to make a relationship better. 
they don't realize that men are trying harder in their world to make the relationship better. They don't see how men are doing it. If you go into a bookstore and you look at books on relationship, without men are from Mars, equally men and women buy it. But generally speaking, 90, 95% of the books on relationships, women buy. And it's that, that's sort of this resentment of why aren't men working on the relationship? But actually men are buying more books on relationship. They're just in the finance, finance section. <laughs> Men know instinctively they've got to have a job. They've got to make money. Otherwise, they're not going to get love. Now, women want to have a job for survival and security, but it's not so a man will love them. You don't get love from a woman unless you've got a job mm -hmm. and, and, and you have something meaningful you can do for her. And even when a woman makes more money, this is a big difference between men and women. Take a moment to say, but imagine a woman, she's now out there doing a job. And she's making because it's more practical for her because she makes a lot more than men. And that's happening more and more today. So he'll stay home with the kids. So she goes out and she's now experiencing the grind. You see, men, when they experience the grind, we can forget it. Hard for women to forget it. This is research showing that women's stress level doubles when they get home from the job. Man's goes down because he can forget it. So suddenly she comes home from her grind. And now get the difference. Imagine I go to work, I have a grind, I come home, my wife says, thank you, honey, I'm so lucky I don't have to work, I got to have lunch today, I went shopping, I bought these things for the kids, and look, I did this with so-and-so. I feel like Superman because my wife is happy because that raises my male hormones. She comes home after her grind, and I say to her, let's say she makes more money, I stay at home, and I say, oh, honey, thank you so much, I play video games all today, you know, I gave the kids the iPad, or they went off with so-and-so, so I could go play golf all day. I'm just so lucky to have a wife, so I can have so much fun during the day. How does she feel? Mm -hmm. She feels resentful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's having all the fun. Right. <laughs> what about me? So there's that imbalance there. I'm not saying we should go back in time. I'm saying we need to understand men and women are different and we have different needs. So what can he provide for her? What she can provide for him? These are things we have to have new solutions for. So I say it can work, but you need a whole new set of skills if we're going to go into this complete role reversal as opposed to, you know, more the traditional way. All things can work. People have choice, but we need to understand our unique emotional needs. When it comes to responsibility, why women feel annoyed with men is because men are not doing what women need. And men are not doing what women need because men are doing what men have done for throughout millennia, which is doing our best to provide for women the financial support that they need. And women today, because they're more independent, they don't need that so much. You know, if you're hungry and somebody feeds you, boy, you are so grateful to them. You've got no criticism at all but suddenly you don't have that automatic love because he's feeding you, you're out there grinding as well. So where does your love come from? It comes from feeling a higher need, which is that need for intimacy. And men have been not been clued in on this and women are not clued into how to get a man to give you intimacy. What women do is they go the wrong direction and they try to be intimate with him by asking him questions. I wanna go inside of you, it's the wrong direction. Women are doing the wrong stuff. They're doing stuff for him rather than asking him to do stuff for her, to help her. But she doesn't want to admit that she needs help because she's out there being this strong, strong person. So we have to like understand these new challenges that we have. So that answered the question yeah. of irritability, yes. responsibility. And yes, the last you one did. about training. Yes. If I just said to men, how many men want to be trained by a woman? They don't want to be trained by a woman because it implies that men need their help. 
But the truth is, and he's right in the dating thing, which is I'm all about women. You need to train men without saying I'm training you. But it's feedback. You know, if suddenly I discovered, like just today, I did, yesterday, I have a swimming pool. I discovered that if I take a breath with every stroke, I could swim longer. I'm, I'm 67 years old. I didn't know that, you know, so I, I'm like so excited to try something new, but I needed the feedback to learn something. So what women have to do is, in training men is not telling them what to do to improve them. We don't mm -hmm. like that. Don't mm -hmm, try to improve mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm. but instruct me little bits at a time on what I can do to make you happier. Not when you're unhappy, right. but make you happier and give me good feedback that I succeeded, then men want to do more and more. Men are all based on positive feedback to do more yeah. and negative feedback only holds men back. So complaining is the worst yeah. thing that women do. Yep. So you might think I'm training him by telling him what he's doing wrong rather than focusing on helping him see what he's doing right. Yeah, I, I think, you know, cluing someone in is, is training, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. the best training for men is asking for what you want, not focusing on what you don't want. And occasionally you can say, I don't like that, but this is what I would really like, but not with emotional charge of, mm -hmm. I don't love you if you don't do this. You make requests and then you appreciate it and you let them know how good that was when they do it. That's the best training. I give Robbie a little treat when he um, when he does something good. You do? Uh, yeah, like a little doggy treat. Okay, no, thank I don't. You. That's, I agree uh, with it. I agree. And women need their doggy <laughs> treats rewarding. as well. I'll tell you what, men, women's doggy treats, this is another main theme in Men Are From Mars that men don't get, and that is women appreciate little things as much as big things. And they, you can't give a big thing every day right. five times, but you can do little things 20 times a day. Four hugs a day, affection, a compliment, noticing her, reassuring her. Yeah. These are little things that stimulate the estrogen in her body. Just as much as I brought a hundred roses, it would stimulate almost the same amount of estrogen as if I brought one rose. So this makes the job so much easier for men if they can understand that little things make a big difference. It's so true. What women yeah. can understand is that her delight and her appreciation over little things has a big effect on men, but even bigger, this is what women don't understand. What even bigger is when she doesn't get upset over the things he made, over his mistakes. Every time she has a neutral response, if he disappoints her and then makes a request next time, that is a bigger response in a man. So if I'm late for dinner, my wife says, oh, you know, you're late, what was going on? And she's okay, no big deal. If she says no big deal, she gets a hundred points. This is what women don't understand. Your response to our failures mm -hmm. is the most important thing you can do for a man. Yeah, like the cockroach that you couldn't kill last night. Trevor got mad at me last night because she said there's a cockroach in the doorway. And so I went and got my heaviest magazine I could find and it was right there and I failed. I did not kill it. And she got so mad at well, me. Well, because for, it was the second time that you that was, you but failed to kill the so, cockroach. Sometimes last the week cockroach is quicker than us. All right. That said, we have to go to a break. I don't think John needs to hear about okay. this, but uh, we're <laughs> we're going to our last break, and we'll, we'll be right back with more from John Gray. And we are back with John Gray, Trevor, and myself. John, I have a little comment about disagreements that Trevor and I get into sometimes, where there's something that she'll do, and she will understand that it was not the right thing to do, but she will explain or take me on a journey as to uh, what her thought process was that helped her arrive at that decision 
that ended up not being maybe the right decision. And I, I find that to be counterproductive when we're going down kind of a rabbit hole to a wrong decision as opposed to the solution, which is part of what we talked about earlier, which I probably should just shut up about. So uh, what's your thoughts about that? Did you ever work out in a gym? I try not I wish. to. <laughs> Have you ever done it? Yes. You know what it's like to lift a heavy weight? Yes. Okay, that's part of building muscles. And so patience is the heavy weight that we carry that we have to have when our wives are doing that rabbit hole thing. And you can't have that patience unless you know something productive is gonna happen at the end. Just a secret with women, and I'd say this to young guys who wanna get laid, <laughs> let her talk, keep asking questions, and the three questions they're asked to ask are, help me understand that better, tell me more, what else? Help me understand that better, tell me more, what else? Now they don't have to be in that order. They don't, there could be variations of that. Oh, that's so interesting, what, what did he say then? But that's the direction you wanna be in, that's penetrating. You're doing foreplay at that point. You're giving her, her body what she needs and she needs, she needs to go through that rabbit hole in order to feel centered. And then she can accept if there's a problem and you wanna solve it and there is a solution we're looking for, she has to get to the centered place to actually appreciate what you have to say. You know, sometimes you'll give solutions and she'll say, yes, but, do you know that? Mm -hmm. When they do that, yes. that's because she's not yet ready and capable of giving you the appreciation that your ideas deserve. Women are incredibly yielding and flexible and loving and appreciative, but only once they find their center. If they're off center, they can be highly opinionated, rigid and resistant to anything you have to say. It's almost as if just because you said it, I've got something else to say. And it's, a, it's just an automatic reaction and they push away your great advice. So I'll give you another example. My wife says, we're hungry. Let's go take me out to dinner. And I say, well, where do you want to go? And she says, I don't know. And of course, I'm not the one who wants to go out to dinner. Then I say, well, let's go to the Italian restaurant. I already know in advance she'll say no. She has to resist and resist and resist till she finds her center. See, when a woman can resist you and you don't get angry, that makes her feel safe. Safety allows her to come back to center. So she'll say, uh, I'll say Italian, no, no, no. And she'll give me reasons why that's no good. Then I'll say, how about Chinese? She'll give me reasons why that's not good. And then I say Mexican, she'll give me reasons why that's not so good. Then I say the restaurant I wanna go to and she says, good idea. See, I already know it's gotta be three strikes and then she'll accept what I'm doing. Your, your power as a man is to be, you know, we say she wants a man, be a man. Actually, nobody knows what that means. I'm giving the definition of what a man is and we don't have it in today's society. A man is able to stand firm, rooted in the ground. The wind blows, the cold comes in and he stands there. He's not shaken by it. A woman's gonna test you every time. They're always looking for reassurance from you that you're safe, that she's safe in your presence and that helps bring her back into balance. So she has to resist in order to feel safe. I got a hundred stories about that, but that's the point. So is that rabbit hole an exercise in futility? Do I allow the rabbit hole to, 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 her, to her go down that again? I don't think it's, it's a rabbit useful. hole it's though. A, it's, a, it's a useful function for her to sort out her ideas, thoughts, and feelings. It's useful for her. 
you know, let, me, let me imagine, let's say, you know, I'm a therapist. I can read minds basically after 40 years of this. Somebody can come in, I can give them a solution. I know what you're thinking and feeling, but my wife would say, no, 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 because she needs to say it. And so do my clients, she needs to say it out loud. So she hears it, so she sees it. Then you validate it, then she feels validated. You can't just say to somebody who's upset, yeah, I know you're upset. That does nothing. Tell me about it, express it, articulate it. Then they express it only after they put it out there. Can they make sense of it? And then they need your validation of it. It's exactly the exercise that we do go through because I do want her to explain the thought process so she can hear how she arrived at that decision. And I'm hoping that she understands that that decision may not have been the best one or option at that time to take. Sometimes that doesn't work though. Oh, here's yeah, what it is. A lot of times I, I, I say to yeah, him, go ahead, jump in. I, I say, you know, I'm not a mind reader. I, I say that all the time. Stop, ex- stop go. expecting. What I, you have to do now with her is she's just expressed where she's at. It's not like you just become yielding to whatever a woman wants. You become yielding to, you're basically giving her what she needs at that time. Then you say, now I have another point of view and I want you to understand my point of view. And you express your point of view why you think it's logical and why you think this and this, but you can't express your point of view if you have irrit- if you're irritated, you're annoyed, or you're angry with her. That doesn't work. You've got to be present with her and hear her point of view. And even if you can, just say, I understand you're feeling this way, and I have a different perspective. And sometimes you might even say, Do you want to hear my point of view? It kind of like articulates, you know, is this a good time to express my perspective? Mm-hmm. And then she says, yes, then she'll hear you, but she'll hear you 10 times better if you've heard her point of view. Gotcha. These are the challenges of getting together later in life because you're, you know, you're a little older and you're fully formed and you have your own ideas and opinions about things and your own way of doing things. And this is, you know, we sometimes... Get, yes, we get into get that. into it because of it. Yeah, but okay. you just asked about not being a mind reader. Isn't there a time when you are together for a period of time when you become mind readers for your mate? Shouldn't yes, and if you're accurate, that's great. But if you're not accurate, even if it's accurate, okay, I, I'm so good at. I, I don't want to brag, but I've done this 40 years. When a woman's going through this, I'll take her on stage in my seminars. Okay, you're feeling this. She goes, yeah. And then you're feeling this. Yeah, you're feeling this. Yeah, I'll take them down deep, deep, deep to what's behind. Like every time you're angry, you're also afraid. And anytime you're afraid, you're also angry. You know, these are like levels I will take somebody to, but not with my wife. I cannot do that with my wife. She needs intimacy. What she's looking for is to articulate what's going on inside of her. So she's sorting it out. It's literally like if a woman's carrying a big purse, occasionally she has to empty everything out to see what's in there and then put it all back in. That's what you're providing for her as a safety to do that. And And then if she comes to some conclusion, it doesn't mean that's the final conclusion. That means she's now in a centered place. She's expressed her point of view, what she thinks we should do. And then you say, well, would this be a good time to express my thoughts on this matter, not my feelings on this matter? We don't care about your feelings at that point of view. If you, if you want to talk about feelings, you can say something like, well, this is most important to me. I think this, I think that. Stay in the think zone that allows her to stay in her feeling zone. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as soon as men go into, well, I'm afraid of this, or I'm concerned about this, or I'm frustrated about this, when you go there, it puts a woman more in her masculine side 
and you want to keep her over in that feminine side where she can appreciate the ideas as they're coming in. And I'm not saying it's never to express how you feel about things, men. I'm saying if you're trying to make a decision on something, that's not the time to do it. Or if she's charged up, that's definitely not the time to do it. You can Speaking talk about feelings after you made love. You both climax. You're feeling completely connected. Talk about your feelings then, men, because they're all positive feelings. Okay, so speaking of masculinity, uh, is it is it demasculating, emasculating to, to to tell a man what to not what to do, but um, well, no, that's that yeah, we're back to the training advice, and, and it's giving advice to men too much, you know, a little bit here. Oh, would you put that there? That's all cool. Okay. But it's like women get into this thing of always telling men, don't do this, change lanes. You know, I would sometimes just getting in a car with a couple when the man's driving, you can just listen to the wife. Don't go here. Look out for that person over here. Go there. Take this exit. That just pecks at a man and shuts him down. And it is demasculating, emasculating, whatever. Giving a man advice is emasculating, but also uh, getting upset with him for yeah. little things, complaining, criticizing, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't have done that, you shaming, disapproving, these are all the emasculating things. The most important need that men have, when we talk about men need to feel needed, yeah. when you need someone, you appreciate what they did, you can't appreciate unless you need. Second, you accept their imperfections. And the third is you trust they're doing their best. That's the optimal. Not that you can do that all the time. I'm not saying women, you have to be perfect all the time, but that's the North Star you want to go to. I, and then our North Star is to be understanding and, 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 and caring, considerate, and all the other forms of love too. Okay, so we one are, quick, we, uh, we're we coming are, to the end of the, we, I, we and I, I have soon. to ask this question. Because I don't know where I read this. I do a lot of reading and research for to put our shows together, and I do not know where I read this. But I I read that is it, and, and I'm going to ask you: Is it true that low testosterone men don't like being told what to do? Does that resonate? Some absolutely, absolutely. But most men don't want to be told what. If his hormones are in balance, he has no problem. That's what I said in that. And the first three years of a marriage, men are so fluid. You can tell them all kinds of stuff. But then it starts, it starts becoming pecking. It becomes too much and it knocks his testosterone down. But generally speaking, in Men Are From Mars, I talked about a tendency in women called the Home Improvement Committee, where they keep wanting to improve the man, improve the man. And it's okay to get more from a man, but you do that by, by small, asking for more in small increments with big rewards each time. That's the training process that we talked about before. Okay. This is the fastest hour yeah, we've ever had. Yeah, this an incredible hour, uh, and it's time to wrap it up. So, okay. Treva, well, let's go ahead and... Uh, if you want more of John, yes. and I do. We do. We do. John, you, you're you going to have to come incredible, back. Incredible, yes. I have a whole page, of another page of questions that we did not get to, more about dating. But if you want more to learn about John and all the great services and products he has, go to marsvenus.com. Okay, and you must read his new book, Beyond Mars and Venus. This will take you into such great places in your relationship and into yourself. John, thank you so much. This has been such a rewarding hour. And uh, Oh, I, I so much enjoyed it. You're like the perfect clients. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> you say that now, right. Wait till right. we get on your couch. Right. <laughs> uh, so uh, everybody have a great week. Uh, we are done being single. Thank you. And thanks to John. We Gray are again. done being single. And uh, love Hopefully you. Hopefully you are too. Yes. I love you. I love you too. Baby. John, we love you. Love you, John. All right. You, everybody have Real a great pleasure. week. Thank you. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single. <laughs>